0: if we at elder geek have any complaints while we do like big butts there is a limit <laughs> and the fo- the copious folds and flabs of mother's
1: mother's ass wait
0: did
2: Are, you just hey, time
1: that what the the first thing i heard when i came into the conversation was the copious folds of Mo- mother's mother's <laughs> ass <laughs>
3: Welcome, everybody, to Elder Speak, the official podcast of ElderGeek.com. This week is episode 29. With me, I have Mats Polska and Gavin Green. Uh, we're going to be going over some news this week about Modern Warfare 2's leaked footage, Roger Daltrey accidentally revealing Rock Band The Who, and our question of the week this week is going to be covering, you know, great games to play this Halloween. Um, so we're going to start it off and head on over to the news with Gavin. All right. Uh, thanks, Randy. Uh, we're going to be we doing the Week in Geek first. Oh, yes, we were. were. Let's do the Week in Geek, then, guys. Uh, either one of you want to take a stab at it first, or should I take a go? Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. <laughs> this week, I actually just got back from a personal vacation, so um, I, I haven't been doing too much gaming. I actually finished up uh, um, Uncharted 2 on Crushing, but uh, I also recently discovered for myself the Firefly slash Serenity uh, movie slash ter- television show series, and... Um, I can't believe I've waited this long to actually watch this show. This is probably one of the best sci-fi shows I've, I've ever seen period. I love it. See, I've never, I've never heard of it. Really? Yeah. Um, I totally recommend, uh, you know, looking it up on, on, uh, YouTube or, or what? Well, I think Hulu is actually running it for free right now. I'm in Europe. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. That's right. Well, everybody out there that's not in Europe yeah. you can watch it for free on Hulu. Um, the main character on the show, um, actually, Elliot thinks should be the should be the uh, Nathan Drake if, if they were ever to do a live action um, uh, Uncharted movie, and I, I totally agree. The guy is basically like Nathan Drake, but in space and in control of like uh, uh, his own spaceship. Cool. Yeah. What? Gavin, have you ever seen the show? No. I'm not a particularly sci-fi kind of person. Oh yeah.
1: That's so right. no, I kind of skip I kind of skipped on it. Oh, see, right, yeah. See, see, that's what. Neither am I. And you know, I, I'll watch sci-fi if it's really special. I really like District, District Nine, for example. But I know yeah. you like Battles, Battlestar Galactica, so
3: I'm not this sure. sure, sure, sure I should follow your. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> It's it's very sci-fi-ish. It's you know very much in space, but at the same time, it it's uh, it's got a very heavy western kind of appeal to it as well because it's it's set out in space in parts that aren't fully developed by the by futuristic society kind of thing. Um, so, at the, at the same time, it's in space, but it's got, like, you know, people using revolvers and crap like that. It's kind of cool. It's got this neat mix of the two. And it's actually put together by Josh Wheaton, or Josh Wheaton, who did uh, the Angel and the Buffy series. And um, he's done a bunch of other stuff as well. Oh. Um, but he's got, like, yeah. and, huge... the... Oh.
0: and the main star you're talking about is Nathan Fillion. Um, That's Who him. people, um, gamers will remember from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. He was Captain Hammer. And other people may remember him from Buffy as Caleb, yeah. or Desperate Housewives as let me see, Desperate Housewives as Doctor Adam there. So I pretty much covered all of
1: our audience there. Yeah, there you isn't, isn't he like 40 years old though? Um, but he looks very young. He does. Okay. He does. He, does. he looks very young. Because Nathan. Yeah, he's Nathan is supposed to be 30, I think. So. He can pull it off. Nathan. Yeah, Nathan is
3: 38. He is?
1: Yes. Yes. Seriously.
3: He- Oh, Jesus. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's take that. Mats, what about you? What were you doing this week in Geek?
1: Uh, well, uh, some of you may have noticed that our uh, video review of Torchlight is up, and that's basically all I've been doing Geeky uh, this week, as Kip likes to call it. Um, I basically hammered down and, and completed that game, just to get the video review out as quickly as possible, and uh, it turned out that we actually only had a three-day delay since its release, so I think we did pretty good with that. Um... And it's it's it, it's awesome. Um, it's it's exactly like Halo. No, sorry, not Halo. Uh, <laughs> not Halo. <laughs> Diablo. Sorry. Diablo. Uh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it's it's just um, it's exactly like Diablo. And although that is a good thing, because Diablo is one of the greatest games ever, in my opinion, uh, one of them. Uh, it's I mean, it's nine years since Diablo 2, and. In Diablo 3, they're most likely going to improve on the formula, while this game doesn't. It's exactly like Diablo. Uh, in fact, it, it's, 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 it doesn't really improve on much. The, the only real improvement I have found is the is the dog, which actually which you can use to um, to sell your items without actually throwing up a town portal each time. So. Uh, i mean it's it's still very fun very addictive uh i'm totally addicted to the game and i i'm sure randy you can profess that but it's uh, <laughs> <that's>, <laughs> uh, uh it's good but i don't i i feel like i shouldn't
3: like it as much as i do you know right right i i get that man i i got to tell you you said that you're you're expecting diablo 3 to really change up the formula i don't know i don't know if it's gonna you know i from what they've shown, I, I can't tell, like, by screenshots, of course, No, far I, off I, I'm not
1: talking about gameplay. I don't think you could change the gameplay that much without pissing off the fans. I'm right. talking about the structure of the game. Uh... Uh, this is very, very, very repetitive. You do the exact same thing throughout the entire game. Uh... Well,
3: the nice thing about it, it's just kind of like a, a toe dip into the pool because they're they're going to be launching an MMO mm. uh, from Torchlight. Or, yeah, from Torchlight. I think that's kind of
2: neat. Yeah.
1: Um, well, yeah, they actually hint at it in the game as well. You have a bunch of roads that are blocked by stuff that you can't open. Uh, ah. And uh, and I mean, the game is set up with uh, one town and one dungeon, just like Diablo One. So uh, cool. that that dungeon, of course, being almost endlessly long. Um, I think I'm at floor thirty now <laughs>
3: or something. Isn't- in Diablo One, uh there was like different ways to get down into the dungeon, like there was like a crack in if I remember correctly, there was like a crack in the earth that you could go like really deep into the dungeon if you opened it up yeah, um, yeah. the,
1: the 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 way they solve it in this game is that they um, they have the basic entrance, which is basically just a mine mining entrance,
2: yeah but
1: then you have the town portal, which you basically always have up at some at some point in the dungeon, and then you also have a waypoint uh portal. Oh, cool. Which is which is placed in the town and in different levels of the dungeon. So around every five level, you'll you, or you'll find a, a new waypoint. Yeah, you'll find a new waypoint, and then that would be the de facto uh, landing point. So if you want to cool. go back, you'll actually have to manually go back. But huh. other than that, it's uh, it's uh, it's cool. That's not bad, uh, Gavin. How about you? What have you been doing this week?
0: All right. Well, I've been split evenly from a couple PS3 um, discs I pick up. First is The Club, a um I believe 2007 release. It's an arcade shooter in which uh, you run around various tracks and try to rack up score from kills and various little shootable commodities and stages. It's very fun, very arcadey. I got it for 750. I wouldn't recommend paying much more for it. I mean, it's an excellent <laughs> tool. There's not a lot of meat to it. The multiplayer is eh, and I'm definitely not for the uh, stand in one place and kill everyone and king of the hill kind of style. I'm much more for running around and just racking up score, which thankfully... Game does a lot, so gets a recommendation for ever rental for me. Um, my main one this week, however, is Tekken 6. Our video review is up. Uh, Elliot did a wonderful job with it. Um, I have a few conflicting points on it. I mean, I love the series, and I find myself really disappointed with this disc. Um, and mainly, uh, it's really aesthetic. Com- it's really aesthetic uh, qualms that I have. Um, my main one being that the cinematic intros and outros for each character. Um, each character was um, presented. With a sort of introductory cinema, and when you beat the arcade with them, an outro cinema. And while they still have it, they're unlockables that you get through playing the scenario mode, that um, the sky scrolling beat beat-em-up level, and they're just completely taken out of the arcade experience. And for me, that was the only reason I went into arcade back when there was no online multiplayer or uh, before my friends came over, and it really kind of disrupted the main flow that the game had for me. And while well, online multiplayer is nice, I just feel the arcade nut inside of me kind of whimpering slightly at the loss. Yeah. But, Wait, I mean, so it's...
1: so it, you don't unlock the cinematics through the uh, King of Iron Fist tournament, but no, you unlock you it unlock... through yeah. the scenario.
0: Yeah, which is odd, because I don't actually think you need to be the characters that uh, of the cinemas you unlock in order to do it. I could be wrong, so... I, um, I've only been through a little bit of the cinema, um, scenario mode. There's a lot to it that I just don't want to comment on because it's it's uh, it's pretty funny in a unintentional way. I mean, anyone that's seen the cinemas of it are, could, <laughs> could attest to it. It's rather MST3K-worthy. But um, the game as a whole is still Tekken, and I still love it for that reason. It's still extremely balanced. Yeah, some of the fighters are duplicates, but um, still very varied. Backgrounds are a bit eh. Uh, they still suffer from graphical glitches, but... It looks great at 60 um, FPS frames per second. Motion blur is a great effect. I love the customization. Don't like unlocking it, paying for it, but hey. Um, uh, and, how about uh, how look.
1: about the animation? Because uh, from seeing videos, uh, particularly of, of Iron King, it seems like they've made them more br- brutal. It seems like they look more, you know, uh, you know uh, like you actually connect with each blow and you can see the mm. almost hurt in the enemy's face a little more.
0: Oh, yeah. Um, Armor King especially, yeah. I mean, he's a very close contact person, and I don't really think it was a... Uh, to make it more brutal, it really... It very much isn't. I mean, you see it, and you can be, like, grimace a bit, but it's nothing like Thrill Killer or anything. We're not going into that territory, but um, I think mainly they just made it closer. It looks it looks more realistic. I mean, that's what they're going for, kind of pseudo-realistic yeah. style. And, it, and to their effect, it works. I mean, still, you can air-juggle someone by hitting them in their foot. So, I yeah. mean, you can't really... You can't really go for realism
1: here, but there's there's still no physics the action.
0: No, but the um but the fighting styles are still incredibly well captured and they work very well, especially with um the the game's flow works beautifully this generation, mm-hmm. and I'm mostly happy with it. Again, it's just my it's just my qualms from um from my previous experience with the franchise that are raising their ugly head with this one, but yeah. still definite for anyone that likes fighting games. That and if you saw if you thought Seth was hard, which all we all did. The, the final boss within the arcade arcade mode of Tekken is just annoying as hell.
3: and I saw it, a picture he, of that thing and that thing looks ridiculous.
1: This is a huge it,
3: crystal basically <laughs> and he, he's as hard as it looks like he would be, and it's not hard
0: by challenge, it's hard by design. and this has been a problem for the game since five. Um, Jinpachi Mishima, who was the uh, final boss in five was
1: just meant to be this overpowered, very difficult boss. And yeah, it just that, Can I just jump in? The thing was, with him was that it wasn't really that hard in terms of, of, of normal attacks, but he had this thing. If you were too far away from him he'd, him, he'd shoot a fireball at you, and unless you managed to dodge it in time, it would basically remove 80% of your health. And he can draw you back into him, and he
2: can yeah.
0: freeze you in place. And the new guy can do all that too. And he has a move where he rolls over, and he hits spikes, and he slams into the ground, and five fists pop up. So regardless wow. of where you are, unless you uh, unless you block at the exact second, you get major damage. It's just it's frustrating, especially considering even on the harder modes, the the breath of the arcane moons going through all of the random battles with the regular characters. The difficulty curve is pretty subtle. I mean, it, it's pretty standard, but when you go from this very anticipated difficulty curve to this exceptionally hard boss, it's just it it's re- it just feels like cock And forgive mm. forgive the term. There's just really no other word for it. It's just it's ridiculous.
1: But is there yeah. such a thing as a difficulty setting? Can you choose hard, normal, easy? Oh, absolutely, yes. Yeah. But
0: um, it still fluctuates. I mean, you, the normal battles. Fit, their, fit, their, fit the moniker well, but the boss battle, even on the lower difficulties, is just so overpowered and out of place. It just feels ridiculous. Okay. And I really want to go back to the series where the final boss was like... Um, gotcha. Kazuya or Devil. But, hey, that's me. I'm oh, orger, a bit of a orger. fanboy rant. Or Ogre, yes. <laughs> but still a great game, still needs to be a cup, but a rental for those that aren't
3: as big a fan of the series as me.
2: Hmm. What do
3: you? I mean, what do you think about like the uh, playing console games like this instead of outside or playing console games like this outside of their? I don't want to say intended environment, but it almost feels like it's their it's their native native land. Like the arcade is almost it almost feels like that's the place where fighters should be. And it was because like you walked up to the machine, robots, and you threw in your fifty cents or quarter or whatever. And, what's that? <laughs> You turned into a robot there for a minute. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Oh, well, I was gonna say like uh, when you, uh, you know, you would go to the, you would go to the arcade and and somebody else would come up to the to the machine and they would, uh, you know, you'd fight them and neither one of you would really know who the hell your character is. You know, is that kind of taken away a little bit with, uh, you know, with this version? Oh, dude, you're bringing back memories right now.
1: Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I don't know. It's I, I haven't played the newest version, but I, I don't suppose it's any different from the older console versions in, in yeah. that sense. Um, but I, I, I don't actually... I felt Tekken sort of established itself as a console or as a specifically PlayStation experience after a while. Yeah. Yeah. I, I definitely think it worked with the DualShock uh, controllers. Um, and
0: I haven't played it on 360 because it's been my habit to purchase it on Sony platforms these past, mm-hmm. few, uh, past few years. But I actually think the modern installments are actually closer to the arcade experience than the previous ones. Online multiplayer has that still kind of... I have no idea who this guy is, or who, what his level of talent is, or his uh, experience is. So you still have that very kind of unsure, kind of anticipatory battle loading time, and I think it actually works very well.
1: Mm. Uh, how's the lagging? I, How, how's the lagging multiplayer?
0: Um, I have a pretty bad internet connection for gaming. So, uh, <laughs> but even with my piss poor connection, I still get, pr- I still go pretty well. Um, depending on the, how much movement is in the state background stage and everything? You're gonna fluctuate, but as far as I have, it's been very good. It's nowhere near Blaze Blue, and that that's really set the bar in terms of console um, console fighters uh, online lag-free g- gameplay. Yeah. But
1: uh, it's well, decent. Well, I suppose it's a lot more to take into account with uh, Tekken with the 360 yeah. 360 degree and all that. But yeah. I, I actually wanted to bring up a point that you mentioned uh, earlier about how you could hit that person in the leg and and you'd still air, you know, juggle him. Imagine the immense success, the first game to do, the first f- traditional fighting game in that sense, to do a f- real physics engine. Imagine how awesome that would be.
3: Well, I kind of was... That's kind of what Virtua Fighter felt like it was trying to do when it first came out. I don't, I don't know if it, it stayed on that path. After after 2, it kind of drifted away and, and tried to compete more directly with Tekken. Um I think Virtual Fighter was on that path, but I don't know. I wish they would get back to it.
1: Yeah, and I'm—I mean, I don't mean. What's the what's the engine? Uh, Euphoria. Imagine a yeah. fighting game using the Euphoria engine. I think that cool. I think that would be awesome. I would buy it just because of that, no matter how bad the game was, you know. <laughs> otherwise,
0: <laughs> it would look pretty. I'm just not sure how it would work, especially with Tekken's. Split second kind of timing based uh, fighting system here. I, I, suspect that,
1: I, I suspect that it would only kick in on when when um, when Question actual stuff were involved. No, when you actually are knocked off your feet. Uh. I mean, so, every other punch would be scripted, uh, but then... i don 't know
0: i mean i 'm looking at Grand Theft Auto Four, and when someone exp- uh, you know when I shoot a car and it explodes, and the guys are flying all over the place, some of them are just remaining perfectly on their side as they fly twenty feet in the air to land <laughs> i mean you' be whenever incorporating such a such a realistic complex, uh, co- uh, complex physics engine it's a real mixed grab back of what you're actually going to see. And for a fighting game, there is some need of standardization because yeah. uh, when it fluctuates that much, it could really actually harm the timing necessary to keep an air juggle. And for Tekken, air combos and juggling is an absolute necessity to the gameplay experience. Yeah,
2: yeah
1: well, I'm not, I am not. I wasn't saying that necessarily Tekken had to do it, but I, oh, imagine, okay. I imagine a game would have to be designed around it. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. Very much so. Anyway, let's move on.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that actually wraps it up for what we're actually going to be, what we're doing week in Geek. We're going to take a real quick, uh, real quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about the news. Hey, Elder Geeks. Got an idea for the site? Or do you have a topic that you'd like for us to talk about on ElderSpeak? Be sure to drop us a suggestion on either of the forums or by sending an email to info at elder-geek.com.
0: Okay, everybody. Welcome back from the break. Um, I'm Gavin, the news editor for the site. I'm taking over just briefly here to go um, lead us through the news here for the podcast. And we're going to leap right into it here with some major news. The leaked trailer for Modern Warfare 2 um, showcasing one of its modes is set to cause some major controversy. Um, So let's go into a bit more detail on that. Uh, Mats, what do you think here?
1: Well, I actually didn't get to watch the trailer before it got pulled down. Uh, but from what I gathered, it showed uh, you playing as one of the terrorists in an airport. Is that right? Yeah,
2: yes, actually. You have a...
1: uh, oh, sorry.
3: No, please, Randy, go ahead. Oh, I was I was gonna say you start off. It's uh, it's you in in an elevator with three other uh, terrorists, and uh, as the doors open up, you kind of step out into this crowded um, airport security check center. And uh, as you watch, the three other terrorists. Start shooting into the into this very large crowd of people, uh, um, basically mowing them all down. And what the trailer showed after that is is basically this team of four walking through the airport, killing everyone that they see, you know, including uh, specifically like unarmed civilians. Um, and uh, in the end, it uh, it results in, in a gunfight between um, <clears throat> security forces and the terrorists. And um, at the very end of the video. Um, as you get into the getaway van, you are, you are killed by a gunshot to the head, and, uh, and that's how the game actually starts. That
0: Fantastic. level is
3: actually shown as, as the intro level to Call of Duty 4, now, or Call of Duty 5, or now let's, let's have 2. Clear. Let's
1: have some clarity there. You mentioned that you saw four uh, terrorists walk through the airport shooting down civilians, but uh, from what I understand, you are actually in control. You are actually pressing the trigger and shooting. Cho choosing to shoot civilians,
3: correct? That is that is correct. Yes. You actually yes. have a machine gun, and you you are kind of given the choice to shoot. Now, there's there's a lot about this that's that's totally taken out of context. Now, are you, um, you know, like, do, do you know if you can make it through the level without firing a round? Do you know if you're supposed to be an undercover agent that's actually infiltrated in this? Is this part of the story? Like, it, too much of it is taken out of context, but um, true. Although, um, to
0: say, I- if I may tack on just like a, a brief summation here, Infinity Ward actually did release a statement concerning the uh, level and said that it was indeed meant for people to witness terrorist atrocities firsthand, meaning most definitely it is them in the shoes of the terrorists, choosing to kill, all that stuff, And but gamers will have the option to skip this part of the game and move on, and yeah. since it's the introductory level, shouldn't it affect that much of gameplay. It's just meant as a sort of um, add on to the first, and again, again, it could be playing off the banking off the controversy, but that is what Infinity Ward has released after the trailer received so much initial controversy.
3: Yeah. Mm. Now, I, I, I do, you know, at, at first, I, I kind of had a little bit of a gut reaction, thinking that um, what I had saw was was a little too much, and to be honest with you, I, I still have a hard time watching that video, even though it's like low res and it's a video of a guy shooting his his television screen. It's not even like a, you know, it's not like a a PVR or anything recording. Mm.
2: Um, And
3: I got to say, like I got really uncomfortable watching it and not because, um, I don't know, not because of, of some uh, over patriotic uh, placement or anything like that, or personal placements or anything like that. But I I just found it to be a disturbing, you know, kind of image. And I'm a gamer of shit, 26 years. Um, So I don't know. I, i'm kind of disturbed by what i saw but at the same time i don't want to jump the gun and make any any uh judgment calls on it i'm i'm kind of happy the fact that the game actually got its its mature rating so the esrb let it pass um it didn't it didn't get shot down and say adults only or anything like that so you know maybe it's not as bad as what some people are making it out to be
1: well consider this um if you if you're going to be purely you know um I wouldn't say logical, but uh, well, if, if you're going to look at it, you know, in a very pure sense and compare it to others, I mean, this is no different from what you do in GTA, um, except you're now a terrorist in an airport, which has some sort of uh, which has which has some sensitivity in the states or anywhere, basically, yeah. um, because of 9/11 and all, and all that. So, I'm but I, I don't think they would, you know. Um, I think they would see past that in terms of rating the game, but I do think that just because this didn't you know uh, cause an aO rating doesn't mean it'll
3: it won't get a huge controversy attached to it. oh uh, I agree i think I think the big thing is right now <clears throat> the only people that are seeing this and that are really up in arms about it are are gamers and game websites like our like ourselves um when this actually releases and the more and the larger news media actually gets a hold of it like like Fox News and cNN. Uh, There's definitely going to be some backlash, especially since uh, people still have this really hard time of of separating themselves from the idea that games are just for kids, you know, but that games are not just for kids anymore. Um, And so it's it's going to get some backlash.
0: I don't know about you guys, but I love this controversy that's going to happen over it. I, I love controversy in general. But um, to have Modern Warfare 2, one of the major releases, on plastered all over these news uh, news programs and news sites doing this, it's going to be up in the forefront, um, letting soccer moms and all these other non gamers know that games are attempting an alternate form of story expression an alternate form of presenting um, presenting just any kind of conflict. And it's gonna they're not gonna like it, but it's gonna definitely thrust forward gaming in terms of maturity level even if it's not necessarily the high brow maturity level that most moms or parents want their children or what they perceive to be uh, their children
3: as engaging in. I mean, what they perceive to be their children? <laughs> yes. <laughs> They're actually yes. monsters, mods. They're all <laughs> um uh, Can see, I... Go ahead, go ahead. Uh, um, I, I
1: do. I, I like the idea of this. I do not think Modern Warfare 2 is the right... Um... You know, uh, outlet for 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 you know pushing gaming into the uh, you know more realistic, real uh, emotional art form of you know uh, what a what a movie doing this would be, um uh, most likely at least. Um,
0: I would yeah. actually disagree. I uh, disagree with that. I think Modern Warfare two sales at this point are pretty much impenetrable, so they can take Wait, those sales? universal
1: standards. No, yeah. yeah. See, I'm I'm comparing this to the fact that they have. Well, as Randy has actually made me think of. They have snowmobile fights in this game. Mm. <laughs> that is true. And uh, Mas, uh, Randy and Mons, if I'm not mistaken, you shoot at helicopters.
0: Yeah, from yes, snowmobiles. You do. With, with a yeah. gun.
1: Mm. And, which
3: you hold sideways, gangster style. And, and get this, and
1: get this <laughs> the gun somehow penetrates the armor of the helicopter. Okay. A handgun. Right. You have all this. I guarantee
0: you that. I've seen the footage. I was at E3. I had their huge demo. It was It was very pretty. But how much of this gangster helicopter shooting is going to be in a Fox News story? As ridiculous as it is, it's not going to be there. It's going to be – video games are teaching our kids to be terrorists. Oh my god, it's evil, and it's going to sell even more, and it's going to get the idea out there. And I can definitely – and with the sort of solidity of Modern Warfare 2, and it's not going to affect its sales, it's in the perfect position to bring this kind of new – perception of the industry forward, even if it's gonna initially be, oh my God, our kids are gonna be terrorists in Obama's socialist army.
3: Yeah. Well I I I agree with that. I I, I do know that Fo- we all know that Fox News and uh pretty much every talk radio show out there is gonna completely overreact to this. Um the problem is um I, I think that they're picking the wrong venue to do this. I think that Call of Duty has done two things wrong with this. Um and, and again I'm trying not to shoot too much from the hip here. Um, but one um, I, I do think that they, since they 've been trying to go for this this realistic immersion effect um, and then they turn around and, and turn it to this over the top super action game you know you can 't have one um, you can 't have both at the same time you 've kind of got to be either realistic or over the top action it, i I think it 's kind of hokey to try to balance both uh, the other The other problem I actually have with it is is probably the bigger one is I feel like this is just a move like a a, a move on their behalf to try to <laughs> Grub for more awards. Um, it's kind of like when the super pretty girl in Hollywood plays the super ugly girl, kind of like kind of like the movie Monster, um, where Whoa, they're trying some to do something. Well, some it was good some acting. good. It was some good acting, but you know what? Everybody, you know, probably praised it a lot more because she was the gorgeous woman that they made up to be the ugly girl, and so this is kind of doing the same thing. Here's this game that used to be this, you know. You know, go America kind of kind of game. It was this so very respectful thing towards the armed forces and stuff, and then it's kind of doing this slight 360 of of showing you the point of view of the terrorists. I think that's exactly what they're doing here, and it feels like it's award grubbing to me.
1: Well, not to mention how they demonized uh, Japanese people in uh, in uh, World War.
3: True. So, so anyway, that's that's my that's my two cents. Again, I don't want to I don't want to overreact too much to this before I actually play it and can say fully for myself. And again, um, to put kindness to
0: all this, none of this, none of us have played this. No, It's a lead trailer we're going off of, and I think we're going to stop the discussion there Probably. just to avoid any sort of <laughs> overgrubbing on our parts, yeah. uh, let alone on <laughs> Infinity Ward's parts. So right. we're going to move on here. I'm going to mix up our kind of uh, schedule here. Um, we have a possible first hint at Elder Scrolls V, the, fam- the famously epic role-playing game series from Bethesda. And we got it from book publisher Waterstone in a recent diatribe on a um, soon-to-be-released novel on the game series. It mentions it being in between Oblivion and the next game, which is supposedly set 200 years after the Oblivion crisis. So by Oblivion 8, we should be in the Civil War period, based on how quickly they leap up this time. This is but if this is true, the game must already be in some sort of works. So this pretty pretty much any gamer could
1: predict this, but what do we think here? Game of the Year two thousand and twelve <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling it right now. I just if there's one game that I just love, just no they couldn't do anything wrong. Well actually there's three games, but one of them <laughs> is the Elder Scrolls series. And it's just God damn it! This has me so excited.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm very excited. I hope it I hope it turns out pretty well. My only my only fear is that they're gonna bring in guns. You know, kind of like Fable. Hey, here's a gun. I hate um, medieval games where they bring in guns. <laughs> I'll tell so you what. If if, if if they make the guns uh,
1: uh magic. It'll be okay. okay. <laughs> I up! Lightning sure, at you. Sure, sure, yeah. Fact, sure, <laughs> sort of like how the guns in Fun Fantasy, uh, you know, works. those are lame. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna
0: admit something here. I like um I I'd be fine if they bring in guns. They're not going to for this one because 200 years in the sort of forever eternal uh, medieval setting that uh, that the Elder Scrolls seem to be in might yeah. not mean guns yet. Might not.
1: But I, I actually don't. I actually don't think it'll mean anything for the gameplay. I think it's yeah. just going to be a you know a story based uh,
0: decision. Yeah, I still think it's going to be fan- fantasy based. But yeah. I'm going off the uh, Randy's fear here that there's going to be guns. I um, if they have to go with anyone, I would say go with Assassin's Creed here because they have this very primitive handgun. I mean, it's very it's still very centered <laughs> in myth, myth, uh, Leonardo da Vinci mythology they seem to be crafting here. If they do that, if they pay that much attention and that much care to it, and make guns so specific and rare. That their power is pretty epic that I, that I'd be situated with I don't even want steampunk lightning bolt guns that would be cool, but either way, all of us hugely excited for Elder Scrolls 5 if it's coming uh, but we're pretty sure it's coming even if it's not underwater
1: stones can I just sidetrack? Much? can I just sidetrack here for for a moment I never understood always why they... do, yeah I do I don't think uh, I, I never <laughs> understood why they did the whole gun thing for Assassin's Creed 2 considering that uh, by all intents and purposes, uh, for example, a crossbow is more powerful than a gun.
0: They did it because people love guns and it looks cool.
3: Hey, shooting a damn gun from his wrist, dude! How 007 is that? Yeah, that
1: that <laughs> that takes like uh, half an hour to reload.
0: Eh. <laughs> hey, you use it for one guy and you you know rooftop hop a little bit until you reload. Hey, yeah. what not? Yeah. What? Why not? But anyway. I think we're going to move on here before we. <laughs> that get actually into spins discussion. us
3: right into the next one.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, we do. Assassin's Creed Lineage, the CG short film, the first part in the proposed trilogy, has been released. It had recently had its YouTube debut and has been hitting a lot of gamers in many opinionated places. Um, I've seen it. Have you guys seen it? And do you guys got something to say on it?
2: I, I saw it.
3: it. Yeah, I I don't <laughs> I don't really like it. I <laughs> I just think it looks so cheesy. It looks like one of those movies you'd wake up and watch on public access television. Um <laughs> and, and my other my other big fear is whenever I see these games, any game really, when they start dumping in tons and tons of money into like all this extraneous advertising and stuff like that, it almost always ends up that it's like a shitty game. And I'm I don't want Assassin's Creed 2 to be a shitty game. What? Um
1: here, here's the thing. Okay, so I really, really doubted this would... I would, you know, I thought I would hate it, you know, 100% hate it when I saw the trailer for it. Because it looks cheap. It looks like a piece of junk thing a, a group of students could have made. Um, and the costumes looks, look bad, and the filters uh, look bad, and it, everything's just bad in general. Uh, how and Uh Especially the acting. However... I found myself wanting to see the next one because I'm really excited for Assassin's Creed mostly for story purposes and I want to sort of, you know, know it all. So uh, I don't know. I think I I think they I think they should have I don't know. I think they should have done a motion comic or something instead mm. probably. I
0: like I like Uncharted's two motion comic yeah. that came with the release of the game, but this is going probably going to be my exhibit A in my case for high-ranking de- uh directors if Making Assassin's Creed movie if it ever comes to be, um, <laughs> I definitely think this cheaply does not do the series justice. I like it. I liked it more than I ever thought I could possibly like it. I didn't think the acting was bad. I didn't think the CG was par- uh, poorly integrated. I think for what it was, how much it cost, how quickly it was produced, and for being de- having a YouTube debut, which is pretty much on the scale of reviewing of reviewing Directed video DVDs. games. Yeah, no. Below Director V. E, this is rev- this is a developer in their basement uh, an hour before the game's release talking about it. This is very low. This isn't even a bonus feature. I mean, <laughs> and for that, it's good. I mean, y- if you go into this expecting R- Ridley Scott or anything like that, you're not. Uh, you're not gonna get it. But no one did. And I I still pertain. I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this down. Still better than any Oobe Bowl
1: movie I've seen. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I mean,
2: except a postal. It's
1: postal. Here's the thing. I didn't vomit while watching this, so naturally. Sure. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, well, that's our thoughts on it, guys. Check it out. It's still on YouTube, still on the Ubisoft site for a little while. And decide for yourself. Let us know. Uh, we're actually going to keep going here. Our next news topic is an iPhone developer recently revealed the piracy stats on the system, and they are pretty extensive.
1: 80%, um, I think.
0: Let me check here. I'm booting up. It's 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 bad. It's if you thought the PSP was bad, we got some major stuff here. Between uh, in the month of October, from the 16th to the 22nd, it was recorded a fluctuation at the lowest point about 58% to the highest point 91% of release games had uh, were pirated or had some sort of pirated um, alternative than a priced release. Mm. That is that is epic.
1: From what I I understand, um, it, it's it's actually the process of downloading the game and putting it on your iPhone as a as a pirate uh, is easier. The actual process is easier than going on the App Store and buying it. Oh my gosh! So <laughs> that could explain a lot of things, and also. Um, the, uh, one of the few developers who's come out about this issue has said that, uh, true, the the piracy stats are huge when compared to who many people, how many people buy the uh, play the games. To uh, you know, they can check that uh, through G 3 G, and Edge and all that stuff. To how many people actually bought the game, it's uh, around 80% for most games. But he can he you know, he does you know admit that most of these people
3: probably wouldn't buy the game if they couldn't pirate it. So. That's true, that's true. I mean there's a big problem with with these with downloadable games where you really can't play it that much before you buy it. Um, hmm. I don't know that's that
1: a lot of iPhone games recently have started doing light versions, which yeah. is free which are free
3: yeah cool,
1: um, and it's basically a, a prolonged demo
3: and I think what. I think there's still a lot of opportunity there even though these games are being stolen, you know, completely off the shelves. I mean, what if what if they started thinking a little bit outside of the box and started making these just as uh prelude games or something like that for their bigger brother version that's going to be harder to steal on the console?
1: I don't know. Uh, Apple has been so
3: uh
1: so cautious with the music with their DRM. Uh, why couldn't they use the same technology for games? Why is it so easy for games and 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 so hard for music for people have, to
3: have it online? No there. idea. No idea.
0: Well, I think we're actually on the precipice of a DRM slash piracy argument that would take hours upon yeah. hours upon <laughs> <Yeah. and have laughs> hours. Move on. Yeah. Needless to say, iPhones getting pirated up the butt mm-hmm. with a cut with a cutlass in a in not a very happy way. And it's a shame. <laughs> There you go. Where it goes, what you think? Mots think it's a shame, and Mots is better than you. All right, we're moving back a little <laughs> bit our schedule here. Roger Daltrey um, has ac- may have accidentally revealed the next band-centric release in the rock band franchise. The lead singer of the uh, immortal rock group The Who was Yay! being interviewed by MassLive.com, and he mentioned that the game, yeah, yeah, there's going to be a Who one next year. There is one planned. So that's that's pretty... Pretty set in stone right there. I mean, I don't know if he feels if that was meant to happen. Um, we have a lot of accidental reveals this past way. Um, that's how we learned first about the Resident Evil Alternate Edition. Not but, to mention hey. Lego Lego Rock Band. Indeed. Yeah. So, Rock Band the Who maybe or the Who Rock Band um, maybe coming to stores next year. What are we thinking? What does this bode for the future of the Rock Band franchise? Are they going to pull um, more than a few leaves out of?
1: Activision's
0: camp. yeah activision's guitar here release schedule what do we think
1: I hope not uh, I don't see this as a good thing. I didn't see the Beatles thing I think that's a good thing either if you'll recall I said that this could have been done in a expansion uh,
3: I agree, but I also disagree i <laughs> I, think of, I think a lot of people when they when they think about their rock gods they have a particular band in mind you know so like the Beatles and the oh. who. Um, these are, these are bands that people have like followed their entire lives and they might not want to play a rock band experience where you're playing a bunch of shit where it's like Nirvana mixed with, you know, Corn mixed with a bunch of other people. And then, um, when they just want to play that one band and kind of experience that, I kind of get that. I, I, I personally would like to do a, a who rock band. I do.
1: Uh, I, I do get that a lot. I, I I get why they need this product to get more sales, and I respect that because I have to make money. I have nothing against them making money on another demographic. What I have against is that these songs will be available for Rock Band The Who, but if they will not be downloadable for Rock Band Two. Yeah, that, that is, is their, no problem. If they were both, then I wouldn't mind this at yeah. all.
0: Um, there's a problem with that, Mott's. This isn't Guitar Hero Aerosmith. It's not a palette swap with the existing gameplay system. Um, Beatles introduced a multipart harmony system that wasn't um, for singing that wasn't part of the main thing. And while I'm not sure if they could do that in terms of D- uh, in terms of DLC, I definitely know as a full product, it's pretty extensive. And any company, were uh, you know, with a hint of sense about them will take the opportunity to release on disc. This is not just guitar this is not the guitar hero method, even if they do start doing band central releases every year or so. Um yeah. but uh I, I like it. I definitely like the Who better than the Beatles. Um I don't know why they went the, uh they decided against the obvious progression from Beatles to Rolling Stones, but hey. I mean that's all in the future. But I'm very happy has, about
1: this. I think the Who has more hits. I think it's yeah, all, all about true. having the big name hits.
0: <laughs> the Rolling Stones don't hurt me. I like the Stones better. But again, we have there. any band with more than five hits has always um, has already been, you know, rumored to have a rock band out. But the Who, I, they're they're definitely on the top, and they're. I'm happy to see them getting one. So yeah.
1: I hope to the do a for it,
0: just debating on the uh, the system of release here.
1: Yeah. Didn't, didn't didn't they also talk about doing a Pink Floyd one?
0: I don't think that would work. The band itself is really steeped in a lot of uh licensing issues within the member uh, internal members hmm. so i'm not sure but if that happens i'm right there i'm ready for the floating pig yeah. <laughs> in, in rock band i'm ready for that i'm ready to get tripped out but we're going to move on here before i talk too much about my drug experiences we're, <laughs> oh, well maybe we'll go into another drug experience we're going to talk about War Inspector's Epic Mickey. Uh, we have gotten a lot of feedback on this on our forums. It has been a major draw. Everyone's looking forward to it. Um, War Inspector, of course, the mastermind behind Deus Ex uh, of the pre- previous generation. And Epic Mickey looks to be um, pretty badass from what we've seen of screen grabs. Although some may say that their opinion has sort of backtracked after the screenshot montage that was recently released. But we also have information with him from a Game Informer interview that this is definitely going to be... A Wii exclusive title, um, mm. just for the reason that it is family centric. It's a proven system, proven controls, from what he says, and it's a proven family character icon that will work with the with the Wii gamer base. Mm. What do you guys think?
1: Mm. I mean, from from I I haven't read anything about about the game. I've seen a bunch of screenshots, and that it that's it. But uh, or not screenshots, but concept art. And from the concept art, I wish this was HD. Um, I think this would look amazing if it was HD on PS3 and 360. Um, other than that, I have no idea what the game is about. I I, I have no idea. So,
3: I um, when I first actually saw the screenshots for this game, I actually thought that it was an anti-Disney propaganda art uh, uh, exhibit because it, I mean they're showing like all these the creatures in like these twisted, demented forms. And uh, I think there was even, like, lakes and stuff that were having giant bottles of thinner, you know, paint thinner being dumped into it. And I thought to myself, yeah, that's about right. I hate Disney, too. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> in the end, I, if if this ends up being something fantastic, I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll take a part of it. But uh, I, I'm not uh, chomping at the bit like, like uh, some of our users are. Sorry, guys.
0: <laughs> hey, I mean, it might not be your cup of tea. I'm actually searching right now, to send you guys the slideshow so we can get some... Um, here we go. Get some initial responses to you guys. It's on mute, so you can just be looking at it and giving us your, your initial experience. Kind of like wa- uh, forcing one of your friends to watch Two Girls One Cup.
3: I was just going to say that!
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, guys, so, literally, for all you listening, I've just posted the, fee- um, the link into the text feed. Make sure to mute the video, because game trailers intro is an explosion, an explosion sound. But you'll immediately notice that this is not the HR Geiger metallic kind of uh, garage theme, uh, garage creepy theme that we were promised. It's very, mu- it's much more colorful. So tell me what you guys think. All I'll right, I've, I've
3: I got about, I've got about twenty, ten seconds left here of a of a Left for Dead two uh, commercial from GameStop.
0: <laughs> ah, you got the commercial. Okay, what about yeah. you? <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at it now. Uh,
3: All right, it's, right, here we go. It's
1: uh um, um, it's very simplistic in terms of character design at least. Mike, Mickey is very old school, I guess. He uh, looks very
0: much like his ni- um, like his early nineteen 1920- twenty, um, early nineteen hundreds. I, I kind of like I, I, like. I kind of like the look, though.
1: It looks. Uh, I like
0: the look. But what I'm seeing here, it's it's very bare bones kind of presentation. It's very open in environments. Very too too colorful for what the concept art appears to be, and it just looks too basic for what everyone see, was anticipating due see, to the depth, detail, and the concept art.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's the problem. This is a Wii v, v game. I think this would have, would have done much better on the 360 and the PS3. Um, it, uh, I, I don't think the, the argument that it's too colorful will hold up to me because you need the contrast. You can't just have the right. dark stuff because then... What's the point? You know? <laughs> and I'm looking uh, at some that, of the tra- uh, the screenshots here.
0: Mickey has a pretty badass grimace going on. Yeah, he's like yeah, he, he, does. He's a, he he has a snarl going on. So this could just be you know a very misleading kind of world where it's all colorful and beautiful, but still very temented. So I'm yeah. trusting War Inspector. I my my anticipations just just took a major hit when I first saw this slideshow. For some reason,
3: tell you mine too. I I was expecting something much different. This looks like a Super Mario clone. Um, but uh, you know, like, Disney kind of set in back in their uh, what the hell is that Kingdom Hearts kind of kind of world. For Maybe some reason,
1: a- for some reason, not the characters, but the the world design kind of reminds me of Psychonauts.
3: <sighs>
0: yeah, yeah. That's what I was gonna say, very much so. Very um rooted in very fundamental um normal looking imagery that's just manipulated to look odd. Mm. But um, my main thing here is what um, Randy said is that the, um, that for uh, making it exclusive to the Wii, you're denying the market that made Kingdom Hearts a very successful franchise. That was never released on a Nintendo system. I believe it was just PlayStation... Oh, excuse me. It had portable entries on the DS recently right. and on the Game Boy Advance, but the main entries in the franchise were PS2, yeah. and those sold immensely well. So I'm wondering, do you think that this uh, isolation of just to, to a Wii-exclusive audience is going to help or hinder the game
3: or do nothing? Hinder. I think it's I think it's going to help it to be honest with you because I, I, just because of um, <clears throat> what the hell was it called Dead Space Extraction? You know, here was an adult centric game on the Wii and it only sold like eight thousand copies or something like that. Or what was what was the ridiculously small amount that it sold? Um, nine thousand
0: copies. But to be fair, it was only released a few days in the, before the in end the of the month. month. Of, yeah, but still, nine thousand copies is absolutely before. dreadful for any re- any major release, even in a day.
2: Oh alone, yeah, yeah.
3: But uh, you know, so it's very clear that Wii owners are family players. You know, our family members, and they they want to play family-centric games. So this game might do well.
1: I don't think it'll appeal to them, though. I think it's too. Uh, out I there. think they're
0: bar. Yeah, I think they're bartering with a dark edge that there will kind of be in the, antithetical to the audience they're going with here. So this... I think what's gonna what's gonna happen here is the players within the family that haven't seen the Wii. As anything but this family thing are gonna are gonna be first drawn as a family to it, to this, and as the rest of the family don't uh, you know dismiss it, walk away from it. Those members of the family that have been wanting it, but uh, wanting more hardcore games than the Wii, but haven't really looked into it, will see this and go for it. So I think that, it, that, it's kind of a
3: drawing in mechanic of advertising. That's a, and I think that's that's that's
1: a very out. specific demographic though. That's like 0.2 percent.
3: <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't think. Know. I think most Wii owners at this point, um, uh, you know, the family gamer, they don't listen to shows like ours. They don't go to websites like ours. Yeah. They don't they don't see these kind of pre uh, uh, renderings or, or like uh, or uh, concept art or anything. They walk into the store and they say, "Hey, there's a Mickey game. I don't fucking buy that one." You know, so yeah. that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna sell well. And
0: I think any, any any we have we as a as a more Hardcore audience have underestimated the Wii, the Wii selling power in hardcore games uh, previously, and that's hurt, hurt us uh, in the past. So I, I'm really giving them more leeway with this this title because I think it really has a good starting off point that's going to latch onto many gamers, even if some hardcore titles have not.
1: Okay, but look at it this way: for marketing, uh, no matter how family oriented they want to make this game. This is a game with hardcore appeal, first and foremost, just because of the art style. Just because of the art style. This is not a family art style. Um, I just don't see why they had to do it on the Wii. Just They could have done it on all three, and just do a Wii ver- version. And, I mean, yes, it's risk and reward, but I really think the reward would be greater if they did it alone, mm. 'cause because they could hype it up like crazy. It's pretty hard to hype a Wii game these days, so... Mm.
2: Yeah. All right,
0: All right, let's well, move on. Yep, yeah, sure, absolutely. I mean, hey, a lot of hardcore gamers are already making the joke that with the Wii, uh, the Sony Motion Wand, Wii ports of games like this will make their way to the PS3. <laughs> and yes, that, that was a blatant, horrible, horrible bridge to our next news topic. Netflix <laughs> is coming to the PS3. Um, everyone's wanted it, everyone's asked for it, and it's here. Um, we've recently got confirmation for it, and um, actually, it's not going to be... As simple and streamlined as on the Wii, uh, excuse me, as on the Xbox Live Marketplace, as they, on the Xbox Live dashboard, it's going to be debuting sometime next month, sometime in air quotes. And it's um, those that already have a Netflix subscription or get one for this purpose will receive a disc in the mail from which the service can be accessed on the disc when inserted into the PS3. For now.
3: For For now, now. they they're actually yeah. planning on phasing that out in the very near future. But I think that's just the temporary solution. Yeah. So, it's coming what do you, what do we all think? I live in Europe, there's no Netflix, I'm out. <laughs> there's Poor. nothing in Europe. There's no Netflix, there's no Hulu. What's wrong with you guys. There's no video
1: store on the <laughs> PS3. Wow. Um, I I think
3: it's I think it's cool. I think it's just uh Sony, you know, one more time playing catch up with what uh xbox 360 has already clearly run away with you know absolutely 60s got the ball they're already running with it playstation <laughs> is just trying to catch up um, i'm betting q uh, q2 2010 we're gonna have facebook and twitter magically appear on ps3 absolutely you're you're totally right i, I don't think that's out of the realm of you know normal you but, know normalcy at all
1: but do you do you think that's a bad thing honestly shouldn't no. they try to catch up
3: absolutely no, absolutely not i mean this is how Cap, the capitalist
0: system works. I mean, yeah. if something works, other companies compensate for it or yeah. a similar kind of service, and this is what we're seeing here. I love it. I mean, the PS3's video store is is wonderful in its execution, but I don't think people use it enough or know how to use it or even know its existence, like we said in past episodes.
3: They, um, they think... were actually talking about, uh, talking about the Sony store itself. They were actually talking about, um, through Netflix, um, people would be able to actually watch all Sony titles through Netflix on a PlayStation, which would actually give them a slight edge over top of 360, which True. they would only be able to see Netflix titles that are actually just released on Netflix. And from from and what the, yeah. I've heard,
1: also them not having to design this uh, design this interface, the
2: Netflix
1: interface, on around the sorry around the dashboard design, it's apparently a good thing because from what I've heard, the the actual design of the Netflix store on the 360 is pretty bad. So, I don't know. It's it's
0: very similar to their actual video download service. That's just inherent to, um, inherent to the Xbox. I mean, the 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 I forget the dashboard itself is very well designed. It's very casual. It's very easy to manipulate. And the Netflix store is similar to that. And it's just not different. It's not. It's really not that different from anything else on it. Which I think is great. I think it's. It shows that it's very integrated into the service. And I think that's what we're gonna get. On the PS3, and I think the cross media bar is even easier to just stick something on,
2: hmm. and
0: I think that's what we're going to see with Netflix. But hey, everyone, if you weren't already streaming HD from the video store or didn't have Netflix already on your 360 or your TV, you're going to get on your PS3. Rock on, and we're moving on to our oh, final can I, topic. Can I
3: throw in one thing? One final thing. I'm really sorry, but I, I just no, kind of wanted to ahead, throw bro. this out there as food for thought for everybody. Um, with the, with the upcoming console uh, um, on live. Uh, where on live actually uses a cloud computing based system where you can play your games online and everything like that netflix is based on the exact same technology where the videos that you actually watch are run through a cloud-based computing system so it kind of makes you wonder if in the future that um if if something like on live were to succeed on its own that if one of the companies like sony or microsoft were to pick up on live as part of their service uh that would be a very killer move for them. They
1: they actually talked about that when they announced on live. They talked uh-huh. about how they would um in, you don't, wouldn't need the, the top box. You would basically just need a machine with a certain amount of graphic graphics playing capability, and then you would need a e- Ethernet port and a HDMI out. Yeah, that's oh. basically it. Uh, so uh, a PC, a 360, or a PS3, or a Wii could fill that void. So.
3: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so that was it. Just wanted to throw that out there for everybody's food for thought. Moving
1: on. Good good ending point.
0: Uh, Good ending point. But we're moving on to our last news topic for this week, and it's pretty interesting. I mean, if those of you that weren't satisfied with the DSi screen are getting – Nintendo's listening just like they did with the DS um, lighting – the light system on the DS. um, And in North America and Europe, we are getting the DSi XL. In Japan, they're getting the DSi LL. Um, don't think there's any difference between the two. This new version of the DSI will have uh, two 4.2 inch screens, which are 93% larger than the current DS Lite, um, which wow. is about a couple, of, a couple point inches um, small, uh larger than the DSI, the current model that's on store store shelves now. And they're and you'll also be getting a longer touchscreen stylus and pre-installed DSIware software. And cool. um, and a undescribed but in quotation marks better view angle, and we have a release date in Japan of November 21st, um, and us and all of us in North America and Europe can expect this new DSI in the first quarter of 2010, so the first few
1: months of the new year. I should mention though that just the the screens are big, bigger, but so is the actual console itself.
2: Mm. So, so it have to be. Of
1: course. It, it, well, you know, uh, they could have use the sites and all that but um anyway uh so it's it's significantly bigger as well so it won't be as uh as nice to have in the pocket and all that but the screens do look nice and big
3: cool yep sounds exciting is that about wrap it up for our news this week should uh, do it. yeah i'm i'm out i'm done we all right done with the news. let's take another real quick break and we'll be right back and we're actually going to be going over our question of the week which is going to be about scary games In the November issue of Elder Geek, Patrick and Randy head to Anime USA to bring the latest coverage in anime news. We also have an Operation Flashpoint 2 giveaway for the PlayStation 3. Plus, we'll be bringing you fresh video reviews of Assassin's Creed 2 Special Edition, Modern Warfare 2, Left 4 Dead 2, and Dragon Age Origins, along with new episodes of the Elder Geek Gaming Show. Be sure to check out the site every day in the month of November for the latest news, reviews, and original features and more at www.elder-geek.com. Welcome back, everybody. Uh, Thanks for listening to our little commercial break there. Uh, Now we're actually going to start up our topic of the week, which is just going to be about scary games, since we just uh, celebrated Halloween. Um, Let's actually just start with our own personal master of horror, Mats Polska, since uh, he seems to have a a predilection towards uh, absolutely frightening games like Silent Hill. And uh, I don't know if you've tried Saw yet or not, but I'm sure it's right up your alley. Mats, what is the absolute scariest game that you have ever played?
1: Well, actually... uh... I have saw sitting on my hard drive right now. Oh, uh right. I haven't played it yet, but um Yeah. Um uh, it's not officially out in Europe, so um yeah, <laughs> guess what? But uh you know, I, I'm a impatient guy. I couldn't wait. It's their own fault. <laughs> um anyway, uh but you know what I'm gonna say, right? You know what I'm gonna say Silent Hill. It's it's all about Silent Hill. Um <laughs> And uh speaking of Silent Hill, Gavin actually put up three reviews for three different Silent Hill games today. Yeah. Uh, and today yeah. is uh, Friday. Um, yep. We're we're
0: finishing our creature feature month long diatribe of horror game reviews with a bang, people.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: So we have Silent Hill 4: The Room, Silent Hill 3,
0: correct? And yep, and the original Silent Hill, and we have Silent Hill 2 and Silent Hill Homecoming, prior,
3: um,
1: previously reviewed.
0: Which I. Yeah. Actually- which, which I was gonna was say, Silent favorite?
3: Hill 2 was done by uh, Killer Wan. Didn't Killer Wan do that on our site?
1: Yeah, that's I great. believe so. And then I did uh, Homecoming.
3: Cool. Um. So yeah, Silent Hill all the way.
1: Uh, I would suggest uh, uh, the second or third. Uh, those are definitely the best Silent Hill games in my opinion. Um. Uh, I suppose you could also try the upcoming Shattered Memories, though that's not really you know on Halloween. But um, other than that, I think there's one game that's uh if you're going to play the game with other people uh in the same room i think there's one game that's a little more effective in in uh, delivering immediate thrills and that's uh, the original fatal frame um uh, mm-hmm. which is actually called project zero in europe so that's how i know it um that's just um it's a more traditional experience in terms of traditional scares and it's it's a, it's a it has something that everyone can understand. It, it'll be hard to start, you know, explaining psychology to people watching and playing Silent Hill. So, uh, <laughs> Ex-
3: explaining about his dead wife and his unfulfilled sexual fantasies. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> um, and
3: his guilt manifesting itself in the yeah,
1: world. and how Pyramid Head is actually a manifestation of his inner inner torment. And you know, it's just no, no, no. Uh, so,
0: <laughs>
2: if you're if high,
1: you're, if you're high, it will all make sense and all be fine. Yeah, if, so <laughs> if you're Silent, or if you're Playing it alone, or maybe with a friend who is just as geeky and fucked up in the head as you. Uh, So basically, if you play it with anyone that's not geeky as you,
0: get someone high and show them Silent Hill 2, it'll all make sense. Yeah, exactly.
1: But I stand by my statement, if you're playing with a bunch of mainstream guys, uh, mainstream gamers, or even not gamers at all, it's all about uh, Fatal Frame. Uh, Hmm. Yeah.
3: Hmm. I just recently did the review for Juon, the 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 Grudge, um, and uh, it actually has um, a multiplayer function to it, which um, is pretty cheesy, but it would be kind of interesting to throw into a a crowd of people who generally scare relatively easily. Um, The first player actually plays through with with their control and and plays the game as normal, but uh, if the second player is holding another Wii, Wii remote, it'll buzz every once in a while, saying whenever it's ready, and then the second player can randomly spam and and throw up scary images on the screen while the while first player is actually unaware. I haven't tried it. I don't know how well it would really work, but it would be an interesting little social experiment, especially right. if you find some friends that are uh, easily scarable.
2: Yep.
0: Back on. Okay, be- guys, I got, I got multiple scenarios for you here, so allow me to go through them, and you guys can comment on their amazingness. Sound good?
3: Yep. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay. Middle of the school year, Daylight out. Me and my friends have our first next gen experience with the little Xbox 360 title called *Condemned: Criminal Origins*.
1: Ooh, nice now
0: one. AI um, time has made the AI structures and um, a lot of the scare is a bit irrelevant, um, but the main the core of the scare is still there. Especially if you want to just um, pass off the controller every so uh, at certain points in the level. The sound design is exquisite. I mean, hitting a bum with a wrench never felt so satisfying, and I would know. But um, <laughs> if you actually have friends over and they want to play multiplayer, want to all be playing at the same time, Condemned 2, while not being as as good of a single player experience as Condemned: Criminal Origins, has an ex- an excellent multiplayer um, uh, multiplayer experience where uh, a couple people are demented, psychotic uh, psychotics holding various heads and ice boxes. And it's the goal of another team that are playing um, SCU detectives and the good guys, if you will. You need to obtain and analyze said heads with your forensic equipment while not getting killed by the psychotics. Works very well. It's a nice tweak on uh, a lot of multiplayer systems. It's just a lot of fun. But uh, again, Silent Hill is always good. I would recommend Resident Evil 4 for the people that actually uh, have no recollection of games and can't stand the blocky and cheesy nature of the old, earlier Resident Evils, <laughs> but my main game, if I get people I know that rock over and I know that they're cool, the the scariest game I ever put on is an old adventure title. It's called I Have No Mouth and I Must Scream. And oh, yes. Yeah, have heard of that. Brilliant. It's based on a short story by Harlan Ellison, who actually writes in voices part of the game. And this is just the synopsis of the title, if you will. Three superpowers of government each constructed a vast subterranean complex of computers to wage a global war too complex for mere human brains to oversee. One of these computers gained sentience, um, destroyed everything, um, masked itself with the technology of the other two, became a global superpower, annihilated the entire human race except for five people. You get to choose one of those people, and you get to go through um, this post-apocalyptic world as – one of the characters is a uh, Nazi concentration camp doctor. None of them are good people. There, are, there isn't – there's no good – there's not a good ending. There's not a happiness to it. It's very derelict. It's very, it's very disturbing. Um, common, common themes are insanity, selfishness, rape, racism, paranoia, genocide. It's just a lot of fun, <laughs> and it, it is messed up. And this is the kind of game you put on and just watch someone playing on your PC – and look at them for the reaction. Because it's just a constant um, progression of freakish themes and freakish images, and it's just absolutely fantastic.
3: I'm YouTubing that right now. Yeah.
0: you got to check that <laughs> Everyone listening to this, YouTube the intro. It's a bit lame in the beginning with the initial monologue, but as it goes to the introduction of each character, the AI is a... Uh, the AI computer... Uh, the main character, the main villain, is an asshole, and you love to hate him because he um, he 's the combination of every intellectual smart um, villain in any in any action film. It is just a great game, one of my favorites of all time and it 's very easy to play it's it 's almost interactive fiction it 's an adventure game. anyone can pick it up, and they 'll be freaked out and that is the I'm, perfect game in my opinion for any Halloween party.
3: I think it's funny how much people forget about how really scary point-and-click games can be. Like the original uh, Clock Tower games were freaky as shit, man. Yeah. Um, yep. I, I remember I wrote like. About that. Yeah, I think you did. I think you did. And it totally reminded me of the time when I was I was uh I think I was all in high school or something at the time when when Clock Tower for PS came out, and uh, my nephew was living with us at the time, and if I was playing that in the room, he would like just start. Crying and just run out the damn door, you know. I mean, because it's scary. It's like it has like that loud ding, ding, ding sound to it as this guy is coming at you with a giant pair of freaking scissors. Um, and it's just and a point-and-click yeah. game. And it's scary because you can do nothing. You just have yeah. to hide,
0: and you don't know if you hide properly and you have a safe place to hide in. You just have
1: to. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's survival horror. Right? It's most core themes: surviving. <laughs> Well, yeah. on the subject of hiding, you also have Siren, the original, that's that's yes. not a new one, that's not as good, but the original Siren is pretty scary, it, it, um, that's the game I'm sure many of you have heard of as the game where you actually, uh, vision, vision Jack, isn't that what they called it? Yeah. Uh, where you take over the, or you don't take over, but you see through the eyes of the monsters that are, or the zombies that are hunting you. And um, and Yahtzee Kroeschel has a pretty good quote on that. He says it's probably the closest thing we've ever come
0: to second-person gaming. Yeah. <laughs> a second-person second. perspective. So, hey, there you go.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's, it's it's very uh, much uh, you, utilizing the same th- thrills as uh, Silent Hill, where it's not so much, uh, you know, jump-out scares. It's very, very slow-building, uh, you know, atmosphere, uh, you know, basically making you tense and uncomfortable. Um and you know that's good for the the people who like that. It's not for everyone, obviously. Uh, but um, another game I want to mention that's a little more for everyone, as while still being insane, is uh, Eternal Darkness.
0: I was just gonna mention that. Thank you for mentioning it. We should be we should be beaten to a pulp for not mentioning it before. Yeah, Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem, right?
1: Yeah. Awesome. It's uh yeah it's um. Well, should we just explain? You have this thing called an ins- insanity meter in the game, um which basically means that the scarier the game gets, the harder it gets, not due to more difficult enemies necessarily, just due to things just going crazy. <laughs> um, you know, you can lose your head, the screen can turn black, the it's just it's it's crazy. Uh remember the the uh the um, the fight with the Psycho Mantis in, the, in Metal Gear Solid, it's kind of like that, only crazier.
0: And, and actually, in a previous podcast, we were comparing um, games to see if any were like Citizen Kane. And I made the point that no game had used gameplay um, as, a, as a system itself to tell a story. And I'd have to backtrack on that because Eternal Darkness is probably the closest one to do so. They break mm-hmm. the fourth wall very well. And like we said, the screen goes black. And Mm. we're not talking about... It's your TV screen. It goes black. I mean, the volume bar on your TV screen pops up and it dwindles down one bar at a time. I mean, this is real spooky shit. It feels like the game is purposely reaching out from its created universe into yours. It feels like it's haunting you. Did did you guys
3: know that that Nintendo actually um, patented the phrase video game insanity because of that game?
1: No. Um, No, but go Nintendo.
3: (laughs) (laughs) They did.
1: <laughs> Here's the thing: why haven't we seen more of that? Where did that yeah, go? Nintendo um, patented video game insanity. The <laughs> word or the actual?
3: I, you know, I, I, don't. I think just the word. I think yeah. just the word. But uh, I don't know explains... why we haven't seen more stuff like that.
0: I think it's um developer. I think it's from the developer, Silicon Knights, more than anything else. They don't seem to be ones to repeat um, previous games. They're um, they've moved on pretty much any time. Um, they actually. They don't...
1: They actually have alluded to, to making a second one sometime in the future. And they would and it would be epic. And yeah. I would buy that day
3: one. Arkham Asylum pretty... Oh sorry, go ahead. No, please, go ahead. I was gonna say Arkham Asylum kind of touches in gameplay kind of like that when Batman gets all tripped out from uh from Scarecrow's gases. And in fact there's actually a point where um you're playing the game and it seems as though that your your system crashes and uh as a funny little side note when uh when Nate uh the guy who designed our website you know uh, our production manager he was playing through it and he goes this damn game crashed my computer like 3 times now and i was like what part are you at and he was like i'm right at the part where you're walking down the hallway and and uh he goes i think that to start this i'm about to approach scarecrow i was like uh, just let it go and he was like no my my video card is overheating and i'm like it's it's really not just just let it play through and wait uh, wait Wait.
0: Oh, crap. I think I was at that part and gave up on the game because it kept
3: crashing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's fine. It's not, the, it's not the game. The game is not crashing. It's. Damn it's, you, Scarecrow. It, it's Scarecrow fucking with you, man. <laughs> <laughs> actually, very well actually well done.
1: Actually, uh, do you I know of you guys? Because Silicon Knights made um, Metal Gear Solid uh, twin snakes, correct? Indeed, yes. Did they make that before Eternal Darkness?
0: No, I that was made know. after. Eternal Darkness was, um, I think, a couple of years before. I'm gonna check that, so I don't seem because if you think about it, think Metal Gear is
1: actually the first game to do this, to use this. Well, they used it in Metal Gear Solid One with Psychomantis, where it told you, you know, where you had to, um, to change the controller yes. and all that stuff. And then, um, it's...
0: Eter- yeah, Eternal Darkness was 2002. Um, Twin Snakes was, I believe, 2004.
1: Okay, because I kind of wondered if they sort of borrowed borrowed it between the games, but I guess they didn't. Um, uh, you know, where Psychomantis would read off your memory card and say, "Ah, oh, I see you like a lot of uh, Tekken or something," you know. Um, <laughs> and it's just, uh, I I can't remember a game doing that earlier. But um, enough sidetracking anyway.
0: <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I offer one more game from my perspective for a fun game, and this was literally, I watched someone play it all the way through, and was entertained consistently, and it's a game that my friend uh, has made a, a a career out of re- reviewing video games on the internet for doing so. It is um, The Suffering. Um, anyone remember it? Anyone recall it?
1: Now, that's oh. the game where you're in a, an insane asylum, or a prison. Or yes, indeed. You are yeah. a, you are Tork, a man
0: convicted of killing his family, and based on the ending you get, he may or may not have. But he is in this prison when a suddenly... Um, pose- um, imagery. Um, I guess, boulder guys of so some sort, of monsters representing differently, uh, differently executed prisoners, <laughs> take over the island. And like um, people that were uh, killed together by lethal injection have uh, throw needles at, uh, throw hypodermic needles at you and are coated in needles with glowing green goo in them, and they attack you. And it, haunted prisons are creepy enough, but then you go into a haunted asylum and then you go to a haunted prison island. And it's very well done, especially sure. since you yourself can turn into a monster and just wreak havoc when the game gets too hard.
1: Actually, there's one more game I want to mention, and it's not traditionally scary, and it's oh, not. Sorry, one last point, months
0: before oh, yeah, sure. we move on past suffering. Sure, sure. Um, really good storytelling device. Once you go into a room where something bad happened, the game slows down, and like a sort of f- f- film filter goes over, and it shows past events that happened, like someone getting executed or something like that. But the best part of the suffering is the villain, Doctor Killjoy who was sort of a eugenics kind of guy that performed weird-ass experiments um, on the prison denizens, and he's modeled after Vincent Price, which is awesome. Cool. And that's, that's all I have to say about that. Sorry for interrupting, months.
2: Go. No, sorry.
1: I, I just I thought you were done. Um, yeah, I have one more game I want to mention. That is not a scary game. It's not a horror game, but it is a game that managed to frighten me in the sense that it, it, it kept me on edge so much because it was so hard at the time, at least, and it and it had this atmosphere, and that's Tomb Raider 2. Es- really? Especially in the opera level, later in the game. Huh. For some ah. reason, and, and also in the later levels, you know, when you, you jump across all the green rocks that are floating out in space, it was so punishingly hard that it sort of kept me on edge and kept me frustrated to the point where I was actually scared of messing up. <laughs> cuz nice. you know there were certain check checkpoints that that was so far behind you know and and unless you 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 actually i had to actively actively save all the time so it's just um for some reason i remember that being not scary but sort of uh, uh freaky freaky yeah sort of freaky and, and the atmosphere the the uh, the sort of uh, especially in the opera house, the dark atmosphere with the music and with the with the very distinct uh, yells from you know uh, the goons of the guy the the bad guy down below, and all kinds of messed up places you could fall, and people could pop out of corners and shoot you and basically kill you because they had really powerful weapons kill you in a few shots and um I mean I was a lot younger at the time, so that might have something to do with it as well, but it just that came really really left that impression on me and it's all for it
0: i think max Payne, the original max Payne, had a similar moment where max has this kind of uh, weird ass pseudo dream about his rec- yeah his recently murdered infant child so that itself is creepy but hmm. i think our discussions all pale in comparison to the universally agreed scariest game ever made which is wii music so just <laughs> that out there,
2: that is that
0: is perfect game for Halloween because everyone will never want to come back to your house because they're gonna be too freaked out. But um, just to recap, um, do we have a list of the games we mentioned here so people with uh, people for next year have a list to go with?
1: First of all, let's say that you should in general go and check out our top ten scary video games or horror games. Uh, Absolutely, a, our a top lot ten, of, Yeah, a lot of the games are are on that list. Um, top my top survival horror, I believe. Yeah. Right. My top top. I'd, I'd say three games. Uh first of all, Soulfeel, uh probably two or three if you're if you're playing alone. Uh, then secondly, if you're not playing alone, Fatal Frame and possibly Eternal Darkness. Uh all all three games really need to be experienced no matter what. At some point in your life you have to play these games because they're s- they're just something of themselves. They really revolutionized stuff in the genre, genre all three of them and they are exceptionally great
0: alright and my top three before um, uh, the single player of Condemned Criminal Origins or the multiplayer of Condemned 2 Bloodshot um, what else did I mention crap uh, trying to remember um, I'll once again uh, bump Eternal Darkness because it's so good <laughs> and of course my one recommendation above all else is Harlan Ellis' uh, point and click adventure I have no mouth and I must scream
3: so that's my, that's my recommendation
0: for next year, guys. Awesome. There, there you have it. I
3: really don't have too many recommendations, but I would have to like to add to the uh, the condemned criminal origins. If you are gonna have them play it, don't have them play the introductory level. Have them play the level where they're actually in the uh, in the abandoned um, uh, general store where there's the mannequins right. and stuff lying around. Good in. call. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Good call. <laughs> yeah. OGC. Mannequins are scary as shit, especially
1: when they move
3: especially when they move on their own or when you look at one of them and you're like that's a bad guy I think I'm going to go up and I'm going to hit him and then even when you know it's a bad guy and you hit him it still scares the shit out of you when he <laughs> comes at you yeah <laughs> so that's that um I'd also recommend um the intro couple levels of the original fear um I remember a couple of years ago I had my my uh, my fiance at the time play who's now my wife but uh she played through it and once once she actually made it through the um I think it was just like this sewer system before you actually break into the first building and you see little uh, – uh, not Samara, Alma run across and giggle in front of you like a couple hundred yards away. She just pushed the keyboard away and said, I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> <laughs> did she Did she actually get to the part where
1: she uh, cl- cl- you know climbs on the ladder?
3: Oh, no. No, she did um, not. She did not make it that
1: far. <laughs> I played a game with a few friends watching just because I had just gotten the game and they literally literally jumped back in the room. I'm
3: sure they did. I know that's coming and I still jump when I get to that part. But those <laughs> those are just my simple recommendations. Yeah. Um I think that about does it for this week. Anybody else have a Oh, let me uh, let me throw out some pimps I guess before we actually get going. Um our YouTube page and our Facebook pages are actually still out there and we still do update them pretty regularly. So, uh if you're a member, you're actually on our site um, don't, no, don't just, uh, subscribe to our actual, uh, page, but actually subscribe to our YouTube page and our Facebook pages as well. Um, pay close attention because we're actually going to be having a, uh, Operation Flashpoint contest coming up next, uh, in next week. Uh, it's going to be really easy. Um, I'm trying to think of anything else that we actually want to, want to pimp. Mops, do you got anything that you want to go over? Uh,
1: no, I, I mean, uh, as always, do the podcast thing, rate and review. Uh, I feel like I'm... I shouldn't need to be saying this anymore but hey I am anyway so yeah do that and um uh be good to us uh love us care for us uh tell your friends about us you know uh don't make fun of us when we fall in the mud uh and uh and just generally be loving and caring
3: just <laughs> Yeah. In your life, the towel of Mots. <laughs> <laughs> but Mots did bring I, up a good point. Spread the word about us. We're, we're like the world's best kept secret, secret on the internet. You know, <laughs> everybody, yeah. everybody has awesome stuff to say about us, but very few people know about us. So so spread the word. Spread the word.
0: And if I can toss in one final pimp um, here before we go, comment on everything. I mean, we are, there is no line between you guys and us, the people that write the stuff. Um, you can have your, uh, we can have a bigger discussion than you can ever get on most other gaming sites on the web, and all it takes is for you to share your opinion because we love to hear it, even if it's completely contradictory to ours. We love the dialogue.
2: Yeah,
3: so there understand. isn't anything that we haven't ignored. I mean, we might not take suggestions that you make, but we want to hear suggestions. We want to know about how we can make it better, or, or, uh, you know, hear what you loved and didn't love about our articles or videos. And
1: if you guys promise
3: to keep con- to start commenting
1: more, we promise to. Start replying more as well,
3: absolutely, <laughs> and doing yeah. more contests.
2: Yeah, of off. course, Woo.
3: yay! <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, guys, bye.
2: Later, so guys. Long. <laughs> I love it! TOTAL different, Mamma MIA! different, the different, ONLY kids. Chief, can you hear me?